remember posting on my Facebook, like, has anyone ever tried manifestation? Does it really work? And I had a few people be like, what the hell? No. (laughs) I had other people be like, yes, manifestation does work. It changed my life. And I had other people say, I don't know if it works or not, but it doesn't hurt anyone to try. And that's exactly what I did. everyone and welcome back to another episode of what's a girl to do podcast (laughs) ew (laughs) how are y'all doing today i have some important news to share my daughter maggie is sitting right next to me hi baby and the day that this episode is released it is her half birthday she is officially six months old happy birthday maggie we love you I'm going to start posting more pictures of her on What's a Girl to Do Instagram because I talk about her every single episode and you guys are probably like Maggie who? Magnolia? I call her Magnolia and Maggie half the time. To clarify, her name is Magnolia, but we call her Maggie because she's a baby. Let's all give a big shout out to Maggie. Happy half birthday, baby. All right, now that over half of you have just completely turned this off due to my baby voice talking to my kitten, but how have you guys been doing? It's been, what, a week? even know what I'm saying. Nothing eventful really has happened in my week, unlike last week, how I had the craziest week ever. One thing I did do though, was I watched Bridgerton. I finally, finally gave in. Everyone is like, this is the most Katie show on earth. Because you guys don't know, but I love like period pieces. I'm really fascinated with other time periods. For example, the Tudor era. A lot of you are going to be like, what's the Tudor era? Henry VIII and his six wives, you know, divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. But that was the Tudor dynasty. So I'm really into like the Tudor dynasty era. The only reason I'm into like the Regency era is mostly because of like Pride and Prejudice. I'm really interested in like the Civil War era, like all the Southern Bells. But my favorite, favorite, favorite era is the Victorian era. And it's just like a hobby of mine to research those time periods. I can't lie. The only thing that I'm really interested in from those eras is their fashion and the architecture. I love looking at architecture from those different time periods I just said but specifically I love the Victorian era and all the inspiration that it has from other countries and just how elaborate and gorgeous it was like have you all ever heard of the Biltmore House in Asheville North Carolina or been to it it is the largest privately owned residence in all of the United States and my parents and I always used to joke like that is the perfect home for us because it was just a family of three who lived there George Edith and their daughter Cornelia and me and my parents were a small family of three so we were like this is the perfect home for a family of three the largest privately owned residence in all of the united states perfect size for us also anderson cooper his mom was gloria vanderbell and they used to like vacation at the breakers home in newport rhode island and i've also toured that home and dreamed many a times that i could live there and the funny thing about these homes is they're all like summer homes they're said to be like summer cottages and they are some of the biggest homes in the entirety of the united states of america (laughs) like my dream anderson cooper talks about how him and his cousins would like ride their little tricycles on the third floor of the breakers during the summer while they were giving tours and I'm just like I'm so jealous of that and for me it's not really like a one or a need to be that wealthy I just literally love those homes and I love the architecture and I just love learning about the time period and how elaborate everything was I just think it is so neat in such a different world than we live in right now but (laughs) I'm really getting sidetracked here that is a whole nother topic on its own (laughs) 
<laughs> but basically, all of my friends who know me know I love things like that. So they were like, why have you not watched Bridgerton yet? You are going to be obsessed. Let's just say I absolutely was and am obsessed with Bridgerton. When I lay in bed, all I do is watch videos on the making of Bridgerton and interviews with the cast. Like that's all I do and where they got the inspiration from, the outfits, because if you guys have watched Bridgerton, you know the outfits are so elaborate and so low-key, like not really the time period. They were definitely just more inspired by the time period. There's a vintage YouTuber I like to watch and I'm going to totally butcher her name and I feel so horrible for butchering her name because I watch every single one of her videos. I am a huge fan. We call her our meme mom. Karolina Zabrowski? I know she's from Poland. <laughs> and she made this whole video about how none of the costumes in Bridgerton are accurate. And that's true. But if you watch interviews with the costume designer, they were mostly just inspired by the Regency era and not necessarily supposed to be totally accurate. I finally got my mom onto Bridgerton and we both agree that Simon, the Duke, is literally so sexy. Like, have you guys watched Bridgerton? If you haven't, please. He is so hot. And the love story is just immaculate. Eloise, I think, is my favorite character. I just love Eloise. And I know they already got renewed for a season two. And I really want season two to be about Eloise. But I was watching a video about the books. And apparently the next book in line is all about Antony and his love story. So, I mean, I guess that's okay. <laughs> but I just love Eloise. And I want them to give her like her entire season because she is just such like a meaty, amazing character. And I really want her to find love in the way that she's least expecting it. But part of me wonders because of the way that the season ended, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I hate when people give spoilers, don't worry. But are Simon and Daphne's story over? Like, are they not going to be in the next seasons? I'm really curious to see. Speaking of Bridgerton, are y'all on TikTok? And do you know who Abigail Barlow is? First of all, I'm a huge fan of Abigail Barlow in general. All of her songs like Heartbreak Hotel, After Party, Crazy Girls, etc. Literally, to be honest, all of her songs. <laughs> I am obsessed with Abigail Barlow. Like, I love her. And then she's the one who created Bridgerton the musical. Her songs are so amazing and they pretty much like deserve to be on Broadway. And I can't wait to see where this goes I mean she's been on the news about it literally the creators of Bridgerton are talking about how they totally approve of it and all the songs and everything when I'm on my way to work I will literally just play the same 60 second TikTok over and over and over and over again because the songs are so catchy all in all if y'all have not watched Bridgerton you must it is so good and I even think people who aren't a fan of like period shows or period movies or pieces or books will like Bridgerton because it does take place in the Regency era but they also make it really modern like I love how in all the ball scenes they use modern songs like a quartet playing modern songs for example the one ball scene Thank You Next by Ariana Grande is being played in the back and I just love it it's so good you guys have to watch it in other news something that has definitely made me crack up all week is those damn Bernie memes. Oh my gosh, I have been cracking up at them. I think my favorite one has to be the one where it shows the faraway picture of Mike Pence with the fly on his head and then they zoom in and it's Bernie Sanders on his head. To be honest, that one like has to take the cake. I have been sharing on my Facebook and sending all of my friends these memes all week and I can't get them out of my head. They are just so amazing. I have been taking pictures of my friends and pictures of me and my friends and editing Bernie into them and honestly, that's what I do all day. I just sit there and edit 
Bernie into pictures of my friends. I honestly can't get over these Bernie memes. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but they are just, they are just golden. So something that I got for Christmas from my aunt and uncle, my cousins, was a five-year journal. And I love things like that. Like a few years ago, my other aunt got me a bedtime journal where it just gives you prompts and you kind of reflect on your day and your life before you go to bed. But this five-year journal is really cool because it's a question for every single day of the year that you answer before you go to bed. And then once the year is up, you start it again the next year and it's all the same questions and they're all on the same page. So you can look back from the previous year and see how much your life has changed. So it is one of my goals to complete this five-year journal. I can't wait until next year when I start it again and I can look back and see all my answers from the previous year and see how much I've changed. Journaling is something I do almost every single night, whether it's my five-year journal that I just recently got for Christmas or it's my bedtime prompt journal or just journaling other things. And it's not like writing a diary entry or anything. It's more of a reflection. So with that being said, today's episode is gonna be all about manifestation and meditation. So when I was in college, my aunt started getting really into yoga and meditation. And then my mom started to go to these yoga retreats to her in Joshua Tree, California, in Maryland, all these different places. They started going to these yoga retreats together. So she would tell me all about her meditation and her yoga and things like that. And so finally one year when I was in college, I got to go to a yoga retreat with them. Now I've always really liked yoga, but I was never good at meditating. My mind can never just be clear. My mind can never be a pure blank. If you're a person who also struggles with anxiety, I'm sure you can definitely relate. I also have insomnia so I can never sleep and my brain is always going 24-7. So things like that were always really hard for me. But I definitely always loved the yoga aspect of it and just that sense of calmness and relaxation that we all crave so badly in our daily lives. So we just kind of got out of the habit of going to these yoga retreats and practicing yoga on a regular basis. So I kind of never really thought about meditation or yoga since. When I was in college, I sometimes used to go to like the free yoga classes they had but again it wasn't something I was like super super into that I felt a need to do it wasn't until the lockdown like when we were really in quarantine and you couldn't even basically leave your house that I really got in to meditation and I found manifestation now I don't even necessarily remember how I got into manifestation but I do know that especially around quarantine there was a huge like manifestation trend going around on tiktok And to be honest, when I saw most of those TikToks, I was like, yeah, whatever, that's some hippy-dippy shit. Like, there's no way that actually works. People are just making these videos for views. But they just kept popping up on my For You page over and over and over again. So to be honest, I got kind of interested in it. And I was like, does manifestation actually work? Like, this has to be a hoax. But I was like, let's give this a try. Let's see if manifestation actually works. I remember posting on my Facebook, like, has anyone ever tried manifestation? Does it really work? And I had a few people be like, what the hell? No. (laughs) I had other people be like, yes, manifestation does work. It changed my life. And I had other people say, I don't know if it works or not, but it doesn't hurt anyone to try. And that's exactly what I did. So I would say I'm not really a very religious person. I'm more of a spiritual person. I know when I say they say is very vague, but they say that you go through a spiritual awakening like every few years. And to be honest, during quarantine, I feel like that was one of mine when I started manifesting and meditating. And what I found through my manifestation process is the process is better than trying to get to the end result. And that's really what manifestation is all about. Because through the process, you start to become whole with yourself and feel fulfilled with yourself as a person and say you are trying to manifest someone else, you get rid of the need for that person, not the desire. So basically what you have to do is feel whole within yourself before you add that desire into your life. Now, what 
is manifestation technically? Well, manifest as a verb means to make evident or certain by showing or displaying. Now, this makes total sense because one of the biggest rules of manifestation is to live in the end result. You live as if. You live as if you were already in the end result. You already have what it is that you desire. Okay, so then what's meditation? Well, to meditate is to engage in contemplation or reflection. Also, the way one thinks of meditation, the whole mm, mm, <laughs> type thing is to engage in mental exercise such as concentration on one's breathing or repetition of mantra for the purpose of reaching a heightened level of spiritual awareness. So manifestation and meditation are not at all the same things. Meditation is a practice of consciously choosing to center yourself to quiet your mind and find inner peace. And manifestation is the continuous process of creation. So we are constantly manifesting everything in our lives at every moment, but obviously we're not meditating all of the time. But as I was saying earlier about the yoga retreat and how I had a really hard time meditating, I found that I can meditate in a different way. And how I really got into that was YouTube, as dumb as that sounds. <laughs> My sister's actually the one who brought me onto this. There are so many guided meditations on YouTube that you can just play in the car. I know she's told me before that when she's like on the way to work, she will literally play a guided meditation to kind of ease her stress for the day, get her in a good headspace, and feel calm. There are other guided meditations that you can do to help you fall asleep at night. And the reason I like guided meditation so much is because I can never get my mind to a pure blank, because my mind is always racing. But a guided meditation, the goal is just to focus on what that person is saying. You're not thinking about anything else, you're just listening to what they're saying. And that is something I can do. Yeah, I have a hard time having my mind a pure blank, but I can for sure listen to someone speak. And what I found through researching manifestation is you can actually manifest and meditate at the exact same time. There are guided meditations that you can do to manifest what you want in your life. So I started doing that almost like every night. So when I started to research manifestation, I was really lost and confused. I was reading articles on it. My grandparents have a whole library in the house and they are extremely spiritual people. So they had a whole section on like psychic things, manifestation, meditation, you know, all those Zen type of things. And I would take books from their house and read on manifestation. And of course, I YouTubed what the hell is manifestation and how do I do it? <laughs> I was confused when I started reading and watching these videos on manifestation because there's no clear cut way to manifest at all. <laughs> like I would watch five videos in a row and still be like, what the hell is manifestation? I don't get it. I'm confused. But some of the YouTubers I like to watch and that really helped me were Veronica Isles, Manifest with Jasmine, and Law of Traction Solutions by Robert Zink. Not only are they extremely entertaining videos, but they are also so informative. So what I would literally do is watch their videos and I would write notes. I would write notes of the affirmations they gave, the suggestions they had, and the things that they did that helped them manifest the life that they wanted. Once I started to take notes on that, it kind of became clear in my head what manifestation was and how I could do it. Now, of course, at this point, I still had absolutely no clue if manifestation worked, if it was really even real. Are these people just crazy on YouTube who think this works? But I was like... I want to try it out. I want to see. And boy, did I. So from watching all of those videos and reading all of those articles about how confused I was and all of that confusion I felt, 
one of the things I definitely realized was how hard it is to actually explain and describe a manifestation. Because the truth is, it's really hard to give you an example of how it actually worked and how it actually worked for me. But what I want to do is try my best to explain it to you guys so that you can try this at home. Obviously, one thing to know is manifestation doesn't happen overnight. self-love doesn't happen overnight. Getting all that you desire does not happen overnight. So this is definitely a process, but you can manifest quick and I have found that out for sure. There are a lot of methods out there that say, oh, you can like manifest in one week. You can manifest overnight. For me, anyways, those haven't necessarily worked. And those are the ones you're really going to be seeing on TikTok, like how to get your crush to like you overnight or how to get your crush to text you within the next like eight hours. I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but I feel like most of those are kind of just giving false hope and are more clickbaity. Now you can read articles on things like that. There's, I can't remember exactly what the method's called. It's like a five, it might be like a five, five, five method or whatever, where you like say what it is you desire five times, you write it down five times or something like that. There are so many different ways and methods to manifest, but I have found through my journey that those don't necessarily work for me. So there's not necessarily one method that I use. I pretty much use them all and just kind of combine them. The two biggest things that I do to manifest are say affirmations and journal. My favorite affirmation is I am worthy of the love I desire. I said that in the first episode when I went over the five steps on how not to give a fuck about what people think of you. But that is just my favorite, favorite affirmation. I wake up every single day and say to myself, I am worthy of the love I desire. When I started saying that, I really did mean love, (laughs) like a specific person in my mind or something like that. Because even though right now I'm not manifesting anything specifically, by saying that every day, I am still manifesting love and joy and happiness around me. And to be honest, just makes me feel good every day when I wake up to say I'm worthy of the love I desire. Because if you say that to yourself enough, you will start to believe it. Other affirmations could be, for example, the universe delivers everything I want in perfect timing. I am worthy of all things positive that come my way. I deserve total abundance in everything I desire from the universe. Here's another one of my favorite ones. The universe has my back. Something I would write a lot when I would journal would be, I trust that the universe has my back. I am putting full trust into the universe that they want me to receive all of the desires that I have. Anything like that. If you are a very religious person and talk to God or something like that, it doesn't have to be universe. You don't have to talk to the universe. You can say, I trust that God has my back. You can manifest no matter what God you believe in, no matter what religion you are, no matter who you are. You don't necessarily have to talk to the universe. You can say God or whoever, but you just have to trust the universe. So for example, when I was manifesting something specific, I would wake up every single day and say, I am worthy of the love I desire. But before I would go to bed, I would write it in my journal. I would write, I am worthy of the love I desire. And I had all of these other affirmations that I would write every single night. So I would write certain affirmations down every single night before I went to bed and I'd wake up and say them every day before I started my day. Journaling is one of my favorite ways to manifest. So how I just personally did it was I wrote down my affirmations And I would basically write a letter to the universe. You can literally manifest about anything. So for example, when you're writing this letter, say you're struggling financially and you would like to manifest some money. You could write, dear universe, thank you so much 
for the fortune that I recently received. This money has helped me pay off my student loans, pay my bills, take care of my dog. This money has brought so much joy into my life and I could not have done it without you. Universe, I trust that you have my back. I trust that everything happens in perfect timing. This amount of money that I've recently received makes me feel so much joy. It makes me feel stable and it takes all my stress, worries, and anxiety away. Thank you so much, love, or from, or sincerely, or whatever, Katie. Now that I think about it, I should start manifesting money. I should do that. (laughs) You can literally manifest anything you want. There are different type of manifestors. So some people, manifestation works better when they describe how whatever they desire makes them feel. Another thing that I found doesn't work for me personally, but definitely I know works for some people is something kind of like a similar to a mood board. So you can create a vision board of what you want your life to be. Now I've watched so many YouTubers, whether the video is on manifestation or not, put together vision boards of how they want their house to be, how they want their life to be. I know one time I watched a video on uh, this YouTuber I like, I can't remember who, but they really wanted to expand their family. So they created a vision board of how they wanted their family to look like in the future. And it was just pictures, you know, of like a big happy family, a family doing fun things, going on vacation, a family hugging each other, pregnancy pictures, things like that. So some people manifest visually. I definitely manifest emotionally. Vision boards personally do not work for me. I need to feel that emotion of what it is that I desire. And I think that's really helpful for me anyways, because the goal of manifestation is to live in the end result. To live as if you already have what it is you desire. So say I am manifesting the most perfect life partner and I want to live in that end result. I would sit there, take a few seconds, and imagine what it would feel like when I got what it is that I desired. How happy it makes me, how much joy it brings me, how much inner peace It brings me things like that. So I am definitely an emotional manifester. So no matter if you are an emotional or visual manifester, you can still journal. Just instead of thanking the universe for how you feel in that end result, you can thank the universe for how your life looks in that end result. When I was watching those YouTubers I mentioned and reading those articles, one of the biggest things they said was no lack. You can't have any lack. And I obviously know what lack means. I'm sure you guys do too. But as far as in this context, I was very confused what they meant by lack. And basically what they meant is you have to believe. You have to truly believe that the universe has your back and that you are going to get what you desire. Because the universe wants you to have that life that you imagine. The universe wants you to be happy. The universe does want to give you what it is that you desire. So lack is to not have something, to not have enough of something, the state or condition of not having any or enough of something, the state or condition of lacking something. So I'll give you an example. Here's a bad way to manifest. If you're manifesting like a crush or something, if you wake up and say, I am worthy of the love I desire, he will reach out to me today. Thank you so much universe for having him reach out to me today. And then you check your phone every five seconds and he doesn't reach out to you and you're like, shit, like I'm such a dumbass. Like it's over. I need to get it in my head. I'm dumb. He's not going to text me. That's lack. (laughs) That is not a good way to manifest. And it's actually really hard in the beginning to not be negative, to not be negative and to not feel any lack. One of the biggest ways to not have any lack while you're manifesting is to just let it 
go. So if you journal before bed, say your affirmations before bed, wake up, say your affirmation for the day, you let it go. You don't think about that person, that money, that promotion, that life that you desire. You do not think about it for the rest of the day. Then again at night, before you go to bed, you do your affirmations, you journal, and you let it go. You don't lay there and try to dream about whatever it is you're manifesting. You just let it go. Because what you're really trying to do is train your subconscious to manifest for you. Have you ever been in a car and you get to your destination and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, how the hell did I just get there? Like I was not <laughs> thinking at all about it. Like when, when, how did I get from point A to point B? When did I make that left turn? Sometimes I've thought about that. It's kind of scary too when you get to your destination and you're on the highway the whole time. Like when I would drive home from college, it was only an hour drive. And I swear I'd like blink and I'd be in my driveway. And I'm like, I was on the highway for over an hour. Like how did I not once think about merging into the other lane? <laughs> like how did I get here? But that's because your subconscious takes over. You don't need to be consciously thinking, I'm gonna merge into this lane now. I need to get off this exit. I make a left turn here. Your subconscious does that for you. And that's almost exactly what you're training your mind to do when you manifest. When you physically manifest, whether that's journaling, affirmations, anything like that, you are consciously manifesting. Throughout the day, you are subconsciously manifesting. And when you don't have any lack when you manifest, it's not crazy. It's not living in some delusion. Like the example I gave, you know, he will text me today. I can't wait for him to text me today. Thank you, universe, for having him reach out to me today. That's not living in some delusion. I'm aware <laughs> that I am not dating this man. I am aware that I am not currently speaking to this person. I'm aware that I do not control this other person's thoughts or actions. But again, what you are doing is you are training your subconscious to live in that end result. You're not living in some delusion. You're not a crazy person, don't worry. <laughs> By training your subconscious to manifest for you, you are letting go in your conscious mind of whatever it is that you are manifesting. Things always happen when we least expect them to. I'm sure you all can relate. You and the person you're seeing end it. And the moment you finally stop thinking about them, what do they do? Reach out to you. That's because if you're always just sitting there harping on something that you don't have <laughs> and something that you feel like you need in your life it's not going to come to you it's all law of attraction that's really what manifestation is so the law of attraction is the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into that person's life so for example the lack if you are throwing lack out into the universe oh my god he's not going to text me or oh my god i'm not going to get this promotion well guess what you're probably not going to but if you start your day and end your day with such positive thoughts and such positive belief, the universe will give positivity back to you. The law of attraction works no matter if you're trying to manifest or not. I know this for a fact because I have made a conscious effort to try to be extremely kind to every single person I come across. And just going into the world with such a positive mindset really does bring positivity back to you. About a month ago, I was in line at Dunkin' and I had a huge order because I was ordering for my entire family. And I get to the window and the guy was like, the car in front of you paid for you. And I couldn't even believe it, so I paid for the car behind me. Around Christmas time, there were Amish people in the city giving out these huge bags with food in them, homemade bread, homemade whoop pies just to bless everyone on Christmas Eve and they happen to just randomly walk up to me and say hey we know you don't live on this street but we just saw you over here in the parking lot and we thought we'd give you one and to be honest I truly believe that's because I have been trying really hard to treat everyone with the most kindness I can and to me that is the law of attraction I am putting out positivity 
into the world, no matter who you are or what I think of you. And the universe has given back to me. So it's really hard in the beginning not to have or experience any lack, but just catch yourself if you do. It's okay. One of the biggest things is you need to be kind to yourself, be nice to yourself. If you're in the car and are experiencing lack, say to myself, it's okay. Let's just start again. And I believe and I trust in the universe to give me what it is I desire. When you manifest, you are getting rid of the need for something, not the desire. There are all things that we all desire in our lives, but there are so many things we do not need. I don't need that man's attention that I matched with on Hinge. Do I want it? Do I desire it? Hell yeah. I don't need that. And that is why I have felt that manifestation, at least for me, has helped my mental health so much. And that's why I said in the beginning of the episode, I like the journey of manifestation better than the end result that I desire. Yeah, it's nice when you get the end result, but when you manifest, you become whole. (laughs) You start to love yourself. Because if you get rid of the need for something, that makes a huge difference. If you're going through a breakup, say, I don't need this guy. I don't need him. I don't need her. You may feel like you do, but just say it and you will start to believe it. Because before you can get what you desire, you need to love yourself and work on yourself first. If you don't like yourself, you're going to believe that you're not worthy of the love you desire. But if you spend time with yourself alone and truly get to know the real you and love the person that you are, everything else will fall into place. Again, like I said, you will start waking up every single day and instead of saying I'm worthy of the love I desire, you will wake up and start believing it. Talking out loud for me has really helped. One night, I literally was so over manifesting. I literally was. And I laid in my bed. Everyone in my house was asleep. And I just said, universe, I'm over this. (laughs) I'm over it. I've done everything I was supposed to, and I still do not have what I desire. I just sat there and talked. I talked out loud to whatever or whoever wanted to listen out there in the universe. And the last thing I said, and I think the most powerful thing was, I am open and I am ready to receive. I have done everything that I can. I am open. My soul is open. My heart is open. My mind is open and ready to receive what it is that I desire. Because once you feel whole as a person, as yourself, and love yourself, then you can say, I am open and ready to receive. So you can just talk out loud, you can journal, you can make vision boards, you can do guided meditation when you lay in bed to help you manifest. Something else I would do periodically was I would give gratitude. So in between my manifesting and journaling, maybe like once a week, I would make a list of 10 things that I was extremely grateful for that I currently had in my life at the moment. Not anything I desired, just what I was grateful for. So for example, right now I could say I am grateful for Maggie. I am grateful to be living with my best friend. I am grateful to have the most amazing family in the world. Anything like that. It can literally be something so small. Just list things that you're grateful for and you will see how truly full and fulfilling your life actually already is. And that is another way to get rid of the need of whatever it is you are desiring. You get rid of the need, not the desire for it. The last little technique that I will say that I have done before, and I don't know if this works, but I like doing it. It just makes me feel better. (laughs) 
but I've read all about this one. It's the pillow technique. And what this is, when you're laying in bed right before you know you turn your light out or shut your eyes or put your phone down, get a little sticky note or a little piece of paper and visualize what it is that you desire. Write it down, hold it for a moment, let it resonate with you what it is that you desire, and then either like put it in your pillowcase or put it under your pillow while you sleep. But it's the idea that your subconscious will continue to manifest even when you're asleep. All right, guys, so that's all the manifestation advice I have for you in this podcast. So say it with me, all right? Here are the main points that I went over. Trust the universe, let go, get rid of the need and not the desire. Be grateful for what you already have. Journal, say affirmations, visualize, feel the emotions, no lack, live in the end result, live as if. Live as if you already have what you desire. And lastly, you are worthy of the love that you desire. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to think about this episode. Manifestation and meditation is seriously something that has completely changed my life, changed my outlook on things, helped my mental health, made me feel secure as a person, helped me love myself, and all that good stuff. If you guys have any questions about manifestation or meditation or literally about anything, don't forget to write in your question to what's a girl to do pod at gmail.com. You can also DM me and don't forget to give her a little follow at what's a girl to do pod on Instagram. Don't forget to follow the TikTok at what's a girl to do podcast. And hello, follow me on all my personal social media accounts at Katie Vuju13. That is K A T I E V U G U 13. What's a Girl to Do podcast is available on all streaming platforms. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find What's a Girl to Do. New episodes are released every single Tuesday. Rate this podcast five stars, leave me a review, share with all of your friends, subscribe, and I absolutely cannot freaking wait to talk to you guys next week. This has been your best friend Katie. Your girl's out. See y'all next week. Bye!